Indeed, uh, all the battles have been won all in Mama's knees. You know, uh, before I forwarded that video to Pastor Abel, and also watched that uh, everything starts with Mama, I found myself also crying while watching those videos. You know what they said? The real men also cries. Huh? So thank you so much, Pastor Abel. I said, I said, instead of me singing, I'll just let the video, beautiful video of Mama's niece to play. Now, uh, good morning, beloved. We thank God for the success of our activities yesterday. Amen. Let me remove uh, my mask. Starts to uh, moist my eyeglass. So we'd like to welcome you for this Mama's, Mama, uh, Mother's Day celebration to our live stream uh, online Mother's Day celebration. We thank God for, again, this great uh, opportunity that we can have this live stream uh, online service. And we thank the Lord also uh, that there is a specific time and date that we can celebrate Mother's Day. Amen. Now, to some of us, I believe, our mothers, our mothers are now in heaven. And we would like to greet them. They're watching now. Huh? They're watching us. And we would like to greet them as well. Happy Mother's Day. Now, years ago, uh, a day before Mother's Day, uh, or Mother's Day celebration, a veteran pastor, a veteran minister from the Philippines, visited our church. Right away, I requested him to be our guest speaker during Mother's Day Sunday. To make a long story short, beloved, right after the uh, uh, celebration that week, I've learned that our speaker uh, cheated on his wife. And has own, even his own kids were drug addicts. So no wonder if he was, uh, he was uh, very much hesitant, you know, to accept, uh, uh, to speak, or our speaker during, during our uh, Mother's Day celebration. But I believe the Lord allowed it to happen, as always, God bless the message the reason why I share this lesson, lesson uh, I've learned in a hard way, beloved, because it prompted me to say from now on, you know, a special occasion like this, I should be the one to preach as the pastor of the church. And this is also the conviction of our senior pastor ever since, uh, you know, he took over the uh, pastoral ministry of Bergen Bible Baptist Church uh, last uh, 2016, like five years ago. But last Monday, I've learned that there will be wedding shower of the Balitaan, uh, Brother Gilbert and Sister Robin, and also uh, wedding anniversary of the Castillos, but the Deacon Glenn and his wife, lovely wife, Sakora. So I was thinking, he's gonna be busy. You know, pastor going to be busy in preparation for the said, said events. 
So I offered, uh, I requested him if I could be the speaker for the Mother's Day celebration. And that was supposed to be today. If you still remember, folks, my message last Sunday uh, from uh, the book of Titus, chapter 2, that, uh, what was it? That aged men and young men uh, should be helping, should be assisting each other. Amen? In this great and wonderful ministry of the Lord. So thank you, Pastor Sam, for allowing me to speak in this pulpit today during this special occasion instead of you uh, giving the message. Now, uh, folks, uh, this morning I would like to share to you some famous people. What they uh, said or uttered during how they love their mothers. And some quotes that I took from uh, YouTube. Now, uh, it starts with the first president of this country, America, George Washington, back in 1732, and also to 1799. He said, my mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. He said, all I am and I owe to my mother. I attribute all my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and the physical education I received from her. Also, uh, Abby Lincoln, or Abraham Lincoln, back in 1809 or 1865, he said, I remember my mother's uh, prayers, and they have always followed me. They have uh, cling, or clung, I should say, clung to me all my life. Now, folks, what is the mother? Uh, mother, uh, he is, she is a housekeeper, he is a cook, teacher, nurse, Coach, uh, perhaps a taxi driver, storyteller, a planner, programmer, organizer, decorator, farmer, laundry uh, expert, best friend and worst enemy as well. <laughs> so Mother's Day, the most important day of the year. Now, by, by, by and large, mothers and housewives are the only workers who do not have, uh, you know, regular time off. As a matter of fact, uh, they are the great vacation-less class. By Anne uh, Morrow uh, Lindbergh back in uh, 1907. Now, God uh, would not uh, be everywhere, and therefore, he made mothers. By Jewish uh, proverb. And also, again, uh, Abraham Lincoln said, All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Now, the most important thing a father can do, I believe, for his children is to love her mother. I didn't hear email from the husbands from the fathers in this congregation today. You believe that, folks? Huh? Because, as, as I have said also many times, if the mother is happy, everybody is happy. Amen? Yeah. Everybody in the home is happy. Now, just to remind you, beloved, in the Lord, that our God can take our shattered lives as, uh, you know, the master potter. He can remake 
and even reshape our lives and give us another chance. And I believe God can take a broken life again and remake it if people will come to him in faith. Amen? Now, uh, folks, our text can be found in Luke, uh, the Gospel according to Luke chapter 1. We're going to verse, read verses 26 to 38, but we're going to read that later on. We're going to read that later on, okay? So I entitled this message, The Yieldedness of a Godly Mother. Before anything else, let me bow our heads and close our eyes in prayer. Great God, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that there is a specific day whereby we can pay tribute to all the mothers, a special time in this country, Lord, America, that we can express how we truly love, how we truly care and even support and even respect uh, and even honor our mothers that we owe our lives. So, Father, I pray this morning, I pray that you will bless the preaching of thy words and enable us to know, O oh God, from the scriptures, the love and wisdom of mothers and the yieldedness of Mary to the divine will. We love you, O oh God, and save the lost today. Bless also who are watching in this live stream program as well. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Now, today, my beloved... Uh, is a Mother's Day that we want to honor our mothers as the scripture commands us to do so. Amen? Now also we, went, uh, we want uh, to do our best to make them happy for at least one day. Will I mean to that, folks? Uh, just one day, because this is the, this, today is the day. Now the Lord knows that there, was, there has been or there have been enough days that we, made, or we have made them sad, isn't it? Maraming araw na pinapalungkot natin, pinapiyak natin ang ating mga nanay. Eh? Ating mga baybahay, ating baybahay. Eh? There is a slightly uh, selfish reason that we have for wanting to make them happy. Now what is the uh, selfish motive, beloved, that I mentioned a while ago? We all know that when mama is not happy again in the home, Nobody is happy in the home. Amen? Eh? Take note of that, folks. So we do, we, we do the only things that we know to do so. Now, what are those things that we generally do to, to express our love to our moms, to our mothers? Or grandma, perhaps, also. To the grandkids. Eh? Or from the grandkids. Now, first of all, we get them a card. We give them a card, eh? Mother's Day card, perhaps. Eh? Now, many of you already know this: that Mother's Day is the biggest day of the year for restaurants. Although some restaurant this times are closed, eh? sad to say, because of the pandemic outbreak, but some are open. But uh, they are busy this time of the year. The card industry as well sells as many Mother's Day cards as they do Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day. It is one of the busiest days for the telephone company uh, or the internet or 
those who are using the FaceTime, their cell phones, even Facebook as well. Now, why is Mother's Day such a big day in our country, beloved? Because we want our mothers to know how much we love and appreciate them. Would I mean to that? Most of you mothers would probably agree that the best kind of Mother's Day uh, uh, card is the one that your children make with their own hands, isn't it? One little boy designed a card for his mother on Mother's Day and then handed it, uh, you know, uh, to her bedside. And the card went like this. It says, Dear Mommy, thank you for tucking me in, picking me up, and show me how, uh, how, thank, how thank you for, uh, oh, show me how, and then thank you for teaching me to do, to do things on my own and believing in me when I try. He, he said, thank you for hugging me and loving me and doing uh, special things to make me happy. I love you so much, Mom. That's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Huh? That's a wonderful card, wonderful thing uh, uh, that, that the boy could uh, write in that card. And Mommy, Mommy of course, appreciated it so much. And then one, one little Sarah said as well, Mom, you, know, you do so much uh, for me. You're always working so hard. So I've been thinking I've, that I've decided that, that I'm not going to ask for any more favors this time. I love you, Mom. Uh, of course, uh, mothers indeed would appreciate uh, this kind of card, isn't it? A uh, message from her daughter. Not only that we have to buy cards or send, uh, give them cards, but also uh, we buy them a gift. Amen? Uh, fathers and children, we buy them a gift. Now, that responsibility usually is directed to dad, isn't it? Uh, but dads have discovered buying a gift for mom can be a very difficult task. And all dads say amen to that. Eh? I know it's not easy to buy something for your wife uh, during this marriage celebration. Now, Herb Force in the Reader's Digest suggests uh, those ideas about buying gifts for mothers. First of all, he said, don't buy anything that plugs in because, because mothers, uh, they love cordless products. Eh? It's easy. It's battery operated. Don't buy clothing that involves sizes. The chances are one in 7,000 uh, that you will get her size right and your wife will be offended the other 6,999 times. And your wife will say, do I look like a size 16? Too small, a size doesn't cut it either. I haven't worn a size 8 in 20 years. And then he said, avoid all things useful. He said, don't buy anything that involves weight loss or self-improvement. Why is that so? Because he said, 
shall perceive a six-month membership to a diet center or, or, or yeah, center as a suggestion that she is overweight. That's not a good idea. And also he said, don't buy jewelry. Don't buy jewelry because the jewelry your wife wants, you can't afford. Uh, and the jewelry you can afford, she doesn't want it either. So don't buy her any uh, uh, like sexy underwear or lingerie. Uh? Remember this day is for her, not for you. <laughs> now finally, according to uh, Herb Force, don't spend too much. How do you think uh, we're going to afford that? The mother would say, the wife would say. But don't spend too little as well. She won't say anything, but she'll, she'll think, is that all I'm worth? And beloved, that's basically the reason why uh, my wife doesn't receive anything during this Mother's Day. <laughs> Even uh, during Christmas Day. Because every time I buy, I buy her something, she always questions it. Uh, so that's why uh, she would rather uh, not receive anything during a special occasion. Ever since, you know, for many years now. And, uh, but she would rather use the money you know, to, hit to, some people, to some people. And don't you know, folks, that all those gifts you have given to us, like I said, you, there was a time that was last year, like senior moments or senior time, or, or senior uh, tribute to all the seniors, and you, you give us some gifts, uh, a form of a card, but we just give them away, you know? Because uh, my wife, she's so... Thank God, because she's really a generous person. I thank God for her. She would rather give it to other people instead of buy, buying it for her, you know. She doesn't need anything. She got everything. That's why if I would ask her, would you like me to buy this and that? He said, no, no, no. No, I have everything, you know. But folks, uh, as nice as cards and gifts are, they do not have a lasting effect on making mom happy, isn't it? Almost as soon as the cards are read and gifts are opened, someone said, someone said the dog goes back to barking. Uh, someone said the cat goes back to the litter box. Someone said sister and brother go back to fighting. Uh, and dad goes back to living in his world of isolation. And in his easy chair, the rocking chair. So now for lasting results, beloved. To help our mothers, we need to go beyond cards. We need to go beyond gifts. We need to go to the Word of God. Amen? That's very important. Today we want to look at one of the great mothers of the Bible. Her life uh, can teach every mother here today, or even those who are watching in our live stream program here, how to be a good mother. And I'm talking about the mother of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, the mother of Jesus. Many Bible preachers are actually reluctant to uh, use Mary, 
the mother of Jesus on Mother's Day because the Roman Catholic Church uh, had said or has said so many things about her that you cannot find in the, in the scriptures, sad to say. As a matter of fact, for example, they teach that she is without sin. Mary is without sin, and the Word of God says, Romans 3.23, what? All have sinned and come short to the glory of God. So all. There is no exception to the rule. No exception. No man is you know, exempted to this. They also test that in their doctrine that she remained virgin. They call it the perpetual uh, virginity of Mary. But beloved, in Mark, Matthew chapter 13, verses uh, 55 to 56, I would like Brother Gilbert to please project this puzzle scripture because uh, it records the names of uh, the four brothers of our Savior Jesus Christ. His four brothers, including uh, Jude, you know, before Revelation, the, the first pastor in, in Church of Jerusalem, the half brother of Jesus, and also the two sisters as well, recorded in verse 56 in a particular passage of scriptures. Did you find Robert? Okay. It's not just the carpenter's son, okay, referring to Joseph, of course, the husband of Mary. It's not his mother called Mary and his brethren, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. Judas is Jude. Before Revelation, the, uh, the writer of the, work, the book of Jude. And his sisters, mentioned sisters, okay? So actually, two sisters, actually. Are they not all with us when this man are all these things? So, beloved, Mary and Joseph, they, are, they were husband and wife. So, uh, this, <laughs> then, of course, they have to produce offspring, isn't it? They have to produce kids or children as well. After the birth of our, the virgin birth of our, of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So look at what the dogma of the Immaculate Conception confesses. As Pope Pius IX proclaimed in 1854, he said the most blessed Virgin Mary was from the first moment of her conception. By a singular grace and privilege of Almighty God and by virtue of the, of the merits of Jesus Christ, Savior of the human race, preserved immune from all stain of original sin. That's not biblical folks, isn't it? Uh, again, the Bible says, Apostle Paul said, for all have sinned and come from the glory of God. Pope Pius XI in 1923, he said, the virgin of sorrow shared the work of redemption with Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? Shared the work of redemption. Pope Leo uh, the 13th in 1891, no one can approach Christ except through his mother. That's not biblical, folks. I tell you, it must break the heart of Mary, I believe, when uh, she is falsely represented and Catholics are told to pray for, his, for her each day. Now, Mary is not a God, beloved, a small g. It's not a God that we should address our prayer to. Where could you find that one? The great apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. He said, for there is only one God. There's only one mediator, and, uh, bet, uh, there's only one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Only one mediator. There is no mediatrix there. Huh? Mentioned in the Bible. 
So physically, she was like every woman in this congregation, I believe. Because in Acts chapter 1, she became one of the disciples out of the, those 120 disciples gathered after the restoration of Jesus Christ, or after his ascension, as we say, back to heaven. She was one of the disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, physically, again, she was like every woman in this congregation. When the Lord was on the cross and she was on the ground, the third utterance of Jesus on the cross, beloved, in John chapter 19, verses 25 to 27, the Lord said to her, Woman, she didn't address her as mother, no. Jesus said, Woman, behold, thy son. Now the Lord did not call her mother. As he hung on the, on, on the cross, he was breaking all human ties with her as mother and son. He used the term respectfully, woman. Because that is exactly what she was. No more, no less. Now, spiritually speaking, beloved, she was chosen by God to bring forth his son into the world to die, of course, for our sins. Because the Bible says he was made sin for us who knew no sin. As we look at her, beloved, her life, we can use why God, or we can see here why God chose her to, for this very special honor. She had uh, these special qualities that God desires for every mother uh, hope to have. Many ones, uh, uh, I mean, the Bible says that Mary was highly favored to be the mother of God's son. And as we study her life, beloved, we can see uh, some, you know, several reasons here why God chose her. Uh, first of all, because of her submission. Now, what do we mean by the word submission? The word submission, beloved, means the action or fact of accepting to the will of God, her yielding, you know, and compliance to God's purpose and plan in her life. So let's go back to uh, the time during the conception of Jesus in Mary's womb by the Holy Ghost in our text. Again, Luke chapter 1, verses uh, from 26 to 38. Allow me to, to read this passage of scriptures here. From uh, 36 to 38, uh, or 26, I would say, to, to uh, 38. The scripture says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, uh, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation, you know, this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great among, or great, and he shall be called the son of the highest. 
And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? Saying, I know not a man. And the angels answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy things which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Now, don't you know, folks, that this chapter is the longest chapter in the New Testament? Eh? Because it has like 80 verses. Now, the physical pain of childbearing, beloved, is never a thing that a woman looks forward to. Never. However, it is also can be a scary time to, uh, or I would say for the dad, for the father, isn't it? Now, when my wife was about to give birth to our first daughter, first child, Myra, she terribly labored in pain, and it was a mixed emotion on my part. For, you know, it was so, I was so excited uh, how our, our daughter looks like. At the same time, I was worried as to what will happen to my wife, you know. So in the delivery room, uh, they only allowed the medical team. And I was just waiting at the nursery room. Not like this time, isn't it, folks, that the husband can go inside the delivery room and he can even take some video, you know. But not during our time, you know. I was just waiting in the nursery room and waiting for my baby to come. Huh? So I've learned that when Mara's head came out, the doctor used the forceps method. I believe the nurses here, you know what I mean, right? They, they use the metal tongs, you know, to help guide the baby out of the birth canal. Now, while my wife, you know, pushes, and I can imagine the terrible pain she had experienced at the time. And then, almost four years, she was pregnant for our second child. It was the same process, beloved. It was the same method. Of delivery, the doctor used forceps method as well. Her baby January to be born. Another, uh, I would say, prideful and uh, even painful uh, experience of my wife, but a rewarding one. Why a rewarding one? Because uh, that terrible pain turned into. Uh, uh, Terrific uh, pleasure. You know, seeing those babies of ours growing up, you know, uh, loving their parents and well-behaved children, and they love the Lord as well. And uh, thank God. It is indeed a great blessing. Thank God for the two 
pretty ladies huh? that the Lord provided us, uh, given to us, Mary and January. And also, they also provide us, provided us six or five, I have to say, five, 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 four, four, five, five. <laughs> five beautiful granddaughters as well. And hoping for another boy. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Blessing, isn't it? That's the result of uh, the pain after the pain and terrible experience of my wife. And also, I can't imagine, beloved, my mother's experience as well, my own mother, you know, giving birth to a ten in our small, you know, Nipah hut with uh, the help of a midwife, a comadrona, or sa Bisaya, mga mananabang, you know, nabang ito, tulungan, tabangan, you know. Three girls and seven boys. And I'm the fourth from uh, the eldest. And I've learned that most of the time during delivery, my father, my dad, you know, uh, or tatay, wasn't really around during the time. Due to his probably related job. Or maybe he was in his mistress, you know. He was in his mistress. It's a sad commentary, folks. But could you imagine the terrible experience of my, 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 my mother? The devastation she had experienced while delivering the baby without the father, without her husband. It's sad, isn't it? It's sad. But we survived. You know, well, thank God. Thank God for that. Now, childbearing, beloved, is never a thing that a woman looks forward to, isn't it? Why? Because she knows there will be excruciating pain, you know, devastating pain that she will be experiencing. I'm not trying to scare our, <laughs> our girls here, eh? our ladies, uh, single ladies. Uh, but that's the truth, isn't it? We have to blame Adam, the first Adam for this. Uh, because uh, it could have been better this time if Adam and Eve did not commit that sin, isn't it? Uh, it's a curse, actually, why a childbearing a mother has to experience this pain. But we have to blame Adam for this, beloved. Huh? Now, there is a danger also, on the other hand, of dying because many mothers have lost their lives giving birth to a child. That's also a scary thing, isn't it? Huh? The scary, the scary part of it. This is one of the things, beloved, that make us love and honor our mother. Amen? Amen. Children, fathers, husbands, we have to love them. We have watched the, uh, the video a while ago. We know that she laid her life on the line for us to be born. But also we love her because she dealt with the frustrations of raising us. Amen. Someone has said or listed some of the frustrations of being a mom. And listen to this. Listen to this. First of all, trying to dress an active little child is like trying to thread a sewing machine's needle while it's running. <laughs> Cleaning your house. While kids are at home, if they are not trained, uh, uh, then to take care of their mess or clean their own rooms, 
And that's a problem of, of uh, the, ma the mom as well, huh? isn't it? When the kitchen sink is filled up with uh, what? Things or dishes to be washed. And mom has to do it if the kids are not trained to do it. Kids do really brighten up a household. They never turn off the lights. Uh, mom has to turn, off, turn it off all the time, or most of the time. Yesterday, I went to the nursery room. And I know kids were using those rooms because there were a lot of mess there. I believe Pastor Jet is the one cleaning them. Huh? All the lights were, were on. I have to turn it off. So that's the nature of the kids, isn't it? Uh, they don't really care. Any child can tell you that the sole purpose of a middle name is so he can tell when his or she's name or her name really is in trouble. When the prostrated mom calls her eldest daughter's name Elizabeth Grace, uh, then uh, Lizzie has to start to take care of this. Uh, she might be in trouble. So mothers have always had a tough assignment. But folks, take note of Mary here. Mary had a, a tougher assignment uh, than most mothers, I believe so. Why is that so? Because the angel told her that even though she was a virgin, she would bring forth a child. She would bring forth God's son. And I believe it would be very difficult to explain how a woman could be a virgin and bring forth a child. How can that be? It would brand her for life by many of a woman that gave birth to a child out of wedlock, isn't it? Which back then was disgraceful during her time. Even this time, isn't it? Mary was engaged to be married. And beloved, she definitely you know, had a reason to say, let me first tell Joseph. This was, of course, a tough assignment for a young Jewish girl. And perhaps less than 20 years of age to carry out uh, this uh, News from the angel. However, beloved, she immediately submitted to the will of God for her life. You see, delay is often a nice way of saying, you know, saying no, isn't it? Huh? To God's will for our life is one way of saying it. Mary is listed as a great person in the Bible because she said yes to the Lord. No doubts. There was no hesitation on her part. She said yes to the Lord right away. So we see her submission. And then the second of, second of all here, her sureness. What do I mean when I say sureness? Her confidence. Certain to do something for her absolute trust in, in, in her God. 
Now she had com complete confidence, beloved, in the Lord. And this is something that we can see throughout her life. As a matter of fact, remember the wedding feast in, uh, in Cana or Cana? In John chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Huh? When, uh, uh, as we read, uh, and the third day there was a, a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto, unto him, They have no wine. And of course, Jesus said, saith unto her, woman, again, she called, her, she called her woman, not mother. Woman, what am I to do? What have I to do with thee? He said, mine hour is not yet come. Then his mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. So she had so much confidence that Jesus would know exactly what to do. Even though some, some or others uh, would, would not be able to understand what she claimed took place in her life, but she was not a woman of uh, ill repute. Or repute, I would say. Uh, like, she wasn't a woman with bad reputation, but a special chosen vessel of God. And that's why, that's why in our text, if you continue reading verses 46 to 50, the Bible says, uh, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the low esteem or state of his, of his handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy, holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud of the imagination of their hearts. Boy, that you could see here, the... Submission, the sureness of Mary here before her God. And notice these verses tell us a number of things about Mary. Again in verse 48. Eh? For he had regarded the low esteem of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. In other words, beloved God did not uh, look among the social crowd to those or to choose a mother to give birth to his son. He looked among the ordinary. He looked among uh, the common uh, citizen, the common people. Now, uh, let me illustrate beloved, by using the story of uh, the, the rock and roll, the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Because during the month of May, 2005, Fox News Channel did a segment, you know, dealing with the popularity of Elvis Presley. On the Bill, Bill O'Reilly program, it was uh, stated that Elvis had been dead for over 20 years, and yet, even as a dead man, 
his estate was still bringing in as much as 40 million a year. He had a woman on his show that had spent much of her life studying the career of Elvis Presley. And then O'Reilly asked her, how can a, a man be dead but yet so popular and still make over 40 million a year? And she said, uh, besides being extremely good looking and very uh, talented, the people like him and could identi identify with him because he was an ordinary man. He was an ordinary man and he did not come from a wealthy family. He came from a poor family. So listen, folks, Mary, the mother of Jesus, did not come from a wealthy family. The same token, she was astounded that God would choose someone like her, like Mary, that was regarded as very low on the social level. Now, mothers today can learn from the life of Mary, beloved, the mother of Jesus. Amen. Her submission, nervous yielding, and surrendering to the divine plan of God. Then uh, her sureness, her confidence, absolutely, you know, trusting God, trusting her Savior. Now, in verses 34 to 48, in our text that we have just read, Mary knew what would happen, but she did not know how it would happen. Her question, beloved, in verse 34, was not an evidence of unbelief. I believe, rather, it was an expression of faith. Amen? Because she knows that the life of a Christian is a life of faith. Amen? She believed the promise, but she did not understand the performance. That how could a virgin give birth to a child? For man, it's impossible. But of course, with God, nothing is impossible. When Mary surrendered to God, Angel Gabriel explained that this would be a miracle. This will be a work of God's Holy Spirit of God. This, uh, Joseph engaged to be married. Would not be a father of the child. Eh? He wouldn't be the father of the child. You know, it's possible that some people thought that Mary had been unfaithful. Isn't it? Eh? So Joseph... Uh, or people think that Mary was unfaithful to Joseph. That Jesus was born of what we call fornication. And I tell you, folks, this was a part of the plane that would, I would say the pain, I would say, that Mary had to, to uh, uh, bear all, all, all of her life. And God's will, beloved, for all the mothers, I believe, are for them to submit, to uh, yield and surrender, and even obey our God for whatever situation, whatever the circumstances they might be experiencing in life. 
or encounter in this life. You know, my beloved mother was 42 years old when our father left her in Luok, Mandawi, one of the, the towns of Cebu. Uh, it prompted us to uh, move to Bye Bye Leyte, or supposed to be city now, Bye Bye City in Leyte, uh, in 1964. Then in 1965, uh, my mother joined her sister in Manila, and her sister and her family, uh, they were born again believers. When mother, my, my mother joined her, that's where she got saved as well. And uh, we thank God for wonderful legacy of, uh, of our mom. You know, the wonderful example as a Christian mother in her commitment, in her love uh, for the Lord. And many of you have uh, had a chance of fellowshipping my mom before. And she says she was a godly woman. We witnessed until the Lord took her home. The same thing with my mother-in-law, the mother of my wife. Eh? And uh, thank God for them now. They're happy and they're watching us. As the Bible says, they were now part of those in the clouds of witnesses watching us and what we're doing this time. Now, folks, the most amazing Creatures that God put on this earth are uh, are this mothers, amen? amen. Now, my wife, I've known her for forty-five years now. And ladies, you did not make any mistake when you had given her the plaque, that beautiful plaque, like four feet high, uh, listed the proverbs. Proverbs 31, eh? verses uh, uh, actually 10 to 31. The description of the, the virtuous woman, exactly, that's exactly what my wife is. You know, when you put it on the wall, one of our walls in, in, our, in our place in the Pocono, you didn't, you didn't make a mistake, beloved, because exactly that's the nature of my wife. She loves God and she loves people. She loved her husband as well. She always gave me money. She always, she will say to it that there was, there was always a hundred dollar bill in my, my wallet. She doesn't want me to, you know, show it to people. I don't have any money at all. I, she doesn't want to be embarrassed. She always put a hundred dollar bill in my wallet and she doesn't want me to spend that money. Just keep it, just keep it. Huh? So thank God for my wife, folks. Now, folks, uh, there was a lady by the name of Irma Bombic. Irma Bombic wrote an essay entitled, When God Created Women. And listen to this, okay? I'm almost done with my message here. When God Created Women. By the time the Lord made mothers, he was into his sixth day of working overtime. An angel appeared and said, why are you spending so much time on this one? And the Lord answered and said, have you seen the specification of her? She has to be completely washable, but not plastic. Have 200 movable parts, all replaceable. Run on black coffee and leftovers. Have a lap that can hold this three children 
at one time and that disappears when she, she stands up. Have a kiss that can cure anything from a scrapped knee to a broken heart and have six pairs of hands. And the angel was astounded at the, the requirements for this one. Six pairs of hands? No way, said the angel. And the Lord replied, oh, it's not the hands that are the problem. It's the, the two pairs of eyes that mothers must have. One pair of eyes is to see through the closed doors when she asked, what are you kids doing there? And of course, the ones here in front that can look at the child when, the, uh, uh, when he mistakenly say, you know, I understand, I love you, without uttering so much as a word. The angel tried to stop the Lord. This is too much. Too much work for one day. Wait until tomorrow to finish it, Lord. But I can't, the Lord said. The Lord protested. I am so close to finishing a creation that is so close to my own heart. She already heals herself when she is sick and can feed a family of six, six on a pound of hamburger. The angel moved closer and touched her, the woman. The angel said, but you have made her so soft, Lord. She is so soft. The Lord agreed, but I have also made her tough. You have no idea what she can endure or accomplish. The angel then noticed something and reached out the, uh, and, and touched the woman's uh, cheek. Oops, it looks like you have a leak in this model. I told you, the Lord said, you were trying to put too much into this one. I mean, that the angel said to the Lord, you're trying to put too much into this one. That's not a leak, the Lord said. That's a tear. That's a tear. What's a tear for? The angel asked, the Lord said, the tear uh, in her way of expressing her joy, her pride, her sorrow, her disappointment, her pain, her loneliness, and her grief. Then the angel was impressed. So impressed that he said to the Lord, you are a genius, Lord. And then the Lord looked again sadly and said, oh, but I didn't put it there. Now, beloved, do you want to know who put the tear in Mama's eye? You did. I did. We did it through uh, our sin, our selfishness, our unthankfulness, and our falling away from all the good things that she tried to teach us. Amen? These moms are the most amazing creatures on the face of the earth. When God designed moms, he did not uh, leave anything out. Amen, women? Ladies, I don't expect the, 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 the fathers, the dad, and the children to say that huh? or to say amen to that. Mom should say amen to that. Huh? When some of you are young and uh, adult children have had mothers 
who have prayed for you through countless hours. They be prayed for you, wept for you, and gone without sleep for you. You need to express gratitude. Amen? Children? And thank God for the influence that your mother has had in your life. And then you need to tell your mother how much you appreciate all her sacrifices for you. Because I believe your mother may not be a, a genius and perfect. She might not even be a Christian, but she deserves your honor and love even when she might not be able to show her love to you. My conclusion, your beloved Mother's Day can learn, you know, from the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Yielding and surrendering to the divine plan of God and having confidence and absolute trust in God, though she did not understand the performance. But uh, she, she uh, uh, believed in their promise. Now, folks, uh, don't spare those words, I love you, Mom. Don't spare those words, I love you forevermore. Your mama and grandma should often hear those uh, lovely words. Why? Because uh, they deserve it. You owe them your life, amen? Huh, kids? You owe them your life. Well, they're still, we're just living when you see them in coffin. I believe those sweet words, beloved, the sweet words of yours would be useless. They don't appreciate it anymore. Eh? Uh, because they're dead. It's like what the Filipina said, you know, for 48 years, she said. Her son always say, I love you, mama. But to her, for 48 years, never said to her mom, I love you, mom. Now I believe we feel that this aspect also, kids, huh? Even you adult. Now it's too late this time. If your mom is in heaven right now, well, because they're watching us on the basis, but it could have been better if you have said that when you were when you, your mom was still alive. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's bow our heads for prayer, folks. Every head bowed and every eye closed, I would like uh, to uh, read uh, as my conclusion here. The uh, words of a little child, little girl, whose mom passed away when she was a young girl. And she missed, she missed her mom so much. And she called uh, the operator and she said, hello, operator. Does heaven have a phone number? Mommy went to heaven. But I need her here today. My tummy hurts and I feel down. And, it, and I need her right away. Operator, can you tell me how to find her in this book? Is heaven in the yellow part? I don't know where, where to look. 
I think my daddy needs her too. At night, uh, I hear him cry. I hear him call her name sometimes. But I really don't know why. Maybe if I call her, she will hurry home to me. Is heaven very far away? Is it across the sea? She's been gone a long, long time. She needs to come home now. I really need to reach her, but I simply don't know how. Help me find the number, please. Is it listed under heaven? I can't read this big. Big words, I'm only seven. I'm sorry, operator. I didn't mean to make you cry. Is your tummy hurting too? Or is there something in your eye? If I call my church, maybe they will know. Mommy said, when we need help, that's where we should go. I found the number to my church tucked up on the wall. Thank you, operator. I'll give them a call. Children, while every head bowed, every eye closed, remember this, how important. When was the last time you said, uh, I love you to your mommy, to your mom, to your grandma? It's very important, folks, who are there still alive. Again, as I've said, don't wait until they would, you would see them in the coffin. It would be useless. They won't appreciate it. Even the flowers you gave to, in that uh, coffin, they wouldn't appreciate it. You have to do it now when you stay alive. Husbands, try your best. Give your best to make your partner, life partner, happy by showing your love and care for her. Thank you so much, Lord, for being with us today. Thank you for working in our midst today, Lord. And thank you for the Holy Spirit for working in its heart, for responding to the words by continuously showing her the love and respect and care for their mothers. Bless them as they continue to support and help their mothers. For the scriptures says, it would lengthen their lives here on earth. Thank you, O oh God, for all the mothers here in our sanctuary, and even those mothers who are watching now in a live stream service. It is also their joy to surrender themselves to, to thee as uh, your willing servants. They experience your grace and allegiance, Lord God, to thy word, and therefore they could be used by the Holy Spirit to accomplish thy will for them. Thank you, O God, for providing that church here at Bergen, Bell Baptist Church, faithful, dedicated, uh, responsible, even committed and devoted, even faithful, Lord God, mothers. We're so blessed to have them. We know that, uh, Lord, being a mother is not an easy task. Not an easy job. That's why they need your strength. They need your sustaining grace, O oh God, to handle what mothers' uh, hold is all about. 
for motherhood is all about, Lord. We give you, O oh God, all the glory that has been accomplished today. I pray that the, the, all the mothers, the children, and the husbands, dear God, have been blessed by this message. We love you, O oh Father. We cut with Christ. We, I pray that you would all, also bless the remaining service that we have today as we continue to, to pay tribute to all the mothers in our midst today. We love you, O oh Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.